loud. Can you not hear it so loud? Maybe turn your thing a little more. Maybe you're, maybe you're not as... We can have a redo. Dun, 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 dun. No, I can hear the mics all there, all the way there. You just couldn't hear the music. Yeah, I can barely. That's hear. a real downer, dude. Anyways, are we like, are we live? Yeah, we're on. It's recording. All right. Well, I feel really bad. You missed out on the music. It's all right. I'll live. Welcome to a, another episode of the Capo Podcast. It is the uh, the gruesome twosome this week. Me and Ivan are the only two that decided to show up tonight. Um, there may be a third mystery guest here in a little bit, but, uh, we'll just see how that goes. Um, so Ivan, how was your week? You, you got to drive a truck this week. I did. I had to jump back in the driver's seat for a couple loads to, to cover for the driver, but that's not bad. We got it did, but yeah, he's back out on the road. He's in Iowa right now. Uh, the hogs have been delivered. They made it there safely. The pork was... The pork arrived. Uh, yes, there will be bacon on the skillet tomorrow. So everybody will be happy. Yes. Well, most of Muslims and Jews know, but and I don't really like pork that much either. Like bacon's bacon's pretty good. The rest. I love pork, but <laughs> I noticed that my body doesn't process it well. That's not completely true. I I've been eating some pork, like uh, those those al pastor quesadillas. Ooh, al- those those are pretty good. So I guess I have been eating some pork. Before we get into all the heavy topics, what what cuisine would you rate top three? Like Mexican. What do you mean, like top three? Yeah, like, like the dishes, the food. Ethnic food? Yeah, ethnic food. Mexican food is my favorite food. Okay. Though I will say, like, a lot of the dishes are just the same thing, just different, like, organized differently. Well, you're just basing it off of what you can get at a taco stand there's so much diversity well i like taco stand mexican food i, I think it's because i grew up in this kind of this area i've always been around mexican food i i don't know i don't know if it's my number one it might be like my my uh the home cooking is probably my favorite but i do i do like good mexican food my my mother-in-law makes like uh beef cheek tacos probably my favorite my favorite dish she does a really good job. But what would you say? What cultures have contributed the largest part? Like the the best dishes that you've had would it be like Indian uh, sushi? Uh, Sushi's pretty good. I wouldn't put it in like my like I'd never had it until a couple years ago, and it's good. But I wouldn't like put it way up there. But uh, best dishes I've ever had. I mean, steak. So that's. That's like a just just a classic you know, ribeye. Yeah, just a regular old Western American. And that's got to come. That the ribeye came from cowboy culture, right? That's if you yeah. would say that yeah. uh, personified American dish. It's the ribeye and potatoes. Yeah, and then uh, I do like some. Uh, I like some Cajun food. Cajun food's pretty good. I like some jambalaya. Where does that come from? Is it the French? Oh yeah, the. the 
Cajuns are basically French, yeah. That's where their heritage is. Most of the people that settled in New Orleans were French. That's why it's called New Orleans. Hmm. But uh, I don't think it's just French, like Creole and Cajun. And I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I know the food's pretty good. I was thinking about this the other day, and I do believe that Mexican food is the best in the world. Well, you're Mexican. Well, not, not just that. Just think about it. That's where you're going to find a Mexican restaurant pretty much everywhere you go. Well, I don't know. I feel like you're biased on this as as a Hispanic person. I feel like you're biased towards Mexican food, but I do like Mexican food. No, I mean, I've had when it so much. When I was younger, I loved Italian stuff, spaghetti and fettuccine and Alfredo. Big into that. But I can't really do that anymore because if I eat, like, one pasta... I will gain two or three pounds. Like, I, I can't do pasta, or I get fat fast. Yeah, well, I mean, that's exactly Even what Even tortillas make me fat. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got to cut back on tortillas. But, yeah, anyways, I was thinking about that the other day, and I don't think there's a culture that has contributed as much good food in different var- varieties than the Mexican culture. Yeah, I, I'd say, I feel like it's probably based upon your area, the area in which you live probably has a lot. I bet there's a lot of people over in like Asia that are probably think Asians make the best food, I would imagine, cuz they're used to that. I don't know. I tell you what I don't like and I feel bad about not liking it, but I don't like German food. And like beer ox and yeah, not, stuff like that. I don't like German food. There's a couple like sausages that I that are okay. Not in Germans are not food is not Germany's. That's thing. not their thing. No, like engineering Philosophy, firearms, that's like a German thing. Hmm. But, I, can't, uh, food, I can't say it. Food, Other so than much. what we were exposed to at beer. school, like just beer ox is the only thing that I can think of. Yeah. You've probably never had like actual real German food though. Cause you're no, just what do they do? Just beer and bread or what? Yeah, I mean, but you can't say like the beer ox at the school were like German food. Like I, I went to a, there's a little German restaurant in Munster, Texas. That I went to, and it was pretty good, and it was kind of traditional German food, because Munster is full of Germans. Mm-hmm. It's named after Munster, Germany, and the whole town started because during World War II, Munster was a German prison camp for German POWs, and then after the war, they just stayed. I did not know that, yeah, but I still, I, I, I wish they were great have, town, I, fun town. I wish there was a competition where they could have like a food off. And then just bring in the top five, top ten cultures or whatever, and just just have it out. Just let me judge. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I still uh, you can't beat steak. I really really like steak, and I really really like uh, elk. Elk's pretty good. I don't think I've ever had elk. Never had elk. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's better than venison, and I really like venison. What's venison? Deer. I haven't had a whole lot. A little bit of deer jerky, but like everybody that talks about like, ah, maybe I've had a couple like... I need to to cook you some backstrap fajitas. I think you'd like them. I think I've had them. I just didn't. All that stuff's super gamey. Anything that you kill has a different... It's the way you prepare it, though. Is it? I, I think it's the way you prepare it. I really think that it doesn't really matter what the culture food is. If whoever's making the food... Like really knows yeah. what they're doing. It's gonna be good. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of restaurants that are like ethnic restaurants that people just, like. I feel like not every Chinese person that has a Chinese restaurant 
was really like into cooking. I think they just moved here and they were like, well, this is what you do in America. You start a Chinese restaurant. You think? You think there's like some some really bad Chinese cooks, but nobody really knows it? Oh, well, there's got to be. It's just like there's good people in everything, everything that we do, from business to sports, restaurants. Every industry has their good and their bad. If I didn't like my like where I lived so much, I would probably like move somewhere really weird and open a like cowboy steakhouse restaurant. Like go to Japan and open up like a that would be a hit. Like a like a cowboy restaurant, like cook with a chuck wagon stuff. I think yeah. they'd eat it up. They'd be all about it. You'd make money. Yeah. Do you ever watch Kent Rollins? No, I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? No. I think he's from Oklahoma, but he's got a big YouTube channel, and he does the whole cowboy cooking. It's all oh, based I bet I've off seen like his cowboy meals. That they, Older they guy? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen his videos before. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good. I, I know how to cook a little bit in a Dutch oven. Most of the time I burn it, but if you do it right, I can make a pretty good, like, cobbler in a dutch oven really yeah i've made it the best roast i ever ate was in a dutch oven really mm-hmm. I'm starting to get hungry me too let's let's get into like yeah, let's, uh let's get into politics yeah, lead us in there well so i don't know we're gonna talk about politics and every time i talk about politics on the podcast i feel like there's maybe a few people out there that just look at me as if i'm just some angry middle-aged dude on facebook you know what I mean? Like, that's my level of political insight. Yeah. And I, I hate credentialism, but I do want to point out to people listening who may not know anything about it, like, I'm not just a, an angry middle-aged Facebook guy when it comes to politics. Like, politics, from, like, even when we were in high school, when all you guys, like, didn't know anything about politics or didn't care, like, that was my thing. That's what I really liked. That's what I went to college for. My minor in college was political science. Like, I, I follow politics, or I had, I don't really do this anymore, but I used to follow politics and debates and, like, election season the same way people followed football or basketball or whatever. Like, it was my thing for a very long time, and I've been paying attention for a very long time. And so when I talk about politics, I'm not saying my opinion matters more, because I don't think that is at all the case, but I do think there's, like, little things that I see when I watch political debates when i see politicians talk there's little things that i pick up on because i kind of i took several classes on it in college and kind of learned a few of the tricks that a lot of people don't see and so i don't know i i don't want to be like fancy pantsy credential guy political commentator because i'm not but i'm also not just like the angry ranting i'm not your uncle angrily ranting on facebook either yeah, well, a little bit. I think what a lot of people don't understand about that, that that's kind of how what we were talking about a while ago, that sometimes, like, things, there's blatant evidence of wrongdoing on a certain party or certain politicians, but their side just follows them blindly. And it seems that there's strategy to this. It's not just... Hey, I decided to run for politics, and there's a whole team. Oh, it, there's it's a, a science. There's yeah, a reason they a, call it political science. Yeah, and that's why there's a reason they wear a certain color tie. Like there's a reason this, they like do certain things with their hands. Like it's all like calculated. 
Yeah. Like when, remember when Biden had the really, everybody thought it was kind of creepy, but he had that speech where everything was lit up red in the background and he had the Marines at both his elbows and he was wearing the red and everything was red. Yeah. That's a political strategy. If you'll see a lot of Republicans will wear red ties and it's because red in political science is blue suit, red tie. Yeah. It's supposed to, a red tie and a red theme is supposed to like, embody power and like strength and that's why politicians will go with like a red deal if they're wearing blue or they're projecting kind of a the blue tie or the blue coloring it's because it's more they want to inspire compromise and get along and i'm here it's like a masculine feminine thing almost and a lot of people don't like nobody pays attention to that when you're watching somebody like nobody's looking at the guy's tie no, and like you're saying, and even even to whenever I was talking to about the the spending the money and all those kinds of things, why is it that they are very good? The Democrats have been very good about fundraising and putting money behind their campaigns and all these things that they're trying to do. Sometimes they're not even trying to be out there. They they start so many foundations, like pretty much anything that comes up that you're like, who are these people? Starting BLM. George Soros. There's uh, this new one called the Open Open Source Society or Open Society. You track the money to it, Soros. Yeah. And it all gets He's funded. He's a huge... And, and anytime you bring him up, anybody on the left has been conditioned to just like turn their nose up and be like, oh, this person's a crazy conspiracy theorist. They think that George oh, yeah, Soros yeah. is running it, everything. I mean, he... But on he record, is. he is. Like, he, yeah. he pumps insane amounts of money into the U.S. system for, like, he does it purposely for reasons, and it's to push a, a leftist agenda. And he's smart about it. I mean, there's a reason he's pushing all these little small district attorney elections all over the country with these, when they say, oh, it's a Soros DA, you'll hear people on the right say that's because that's Soros fundraised for that guy to get him elected as district attorney because that's a powerful position, especially in a metropolitan area. Yeah, but no, it takes it takes paying attention. You can't just get into this like I think I got around twenty fifteen. I was getting behind the the Carson campaign. Started reading some books. Started listening to more. Tuned in more to the news. Uh, watched the debates. He made a lot of people excited. Ben yeah, Carson did. And then four years go by. I see. Do all. you think he should have won? Still Carson? to this day, who Carson? Mm-hmm. I would have liked him to, but no. You don't no, think? I don't think anybody else other than Trump. We need a Trump. He's a necessary evil. Well, here's what I think about that. Like Trump changed everything as far as how political science and the game of politics works. Because from outside looking in, and this was me because I'd been paying attention like since I was in high school. Like I watched the Obama-McCain deal. I watched the obama uh, Romney deal. I watched all the debates. I watched all the primary debates and I was like, I was tuned in. And then when 2016 rolls around and there's like 18 people or 16 or however many it was up on the stage that first debate and they start debating, people like me who came from like the political science side of it were watching it and going, like, Trump sucks at this, at the debate thing. But people who weren't from that side of it were watching it going, Trump is 
killing everybody up there. Trump is killing it. And then everybody who was kind of the, I, I would say like the academic side, I was like, he's not, he sucks. Like he's getting his ass kicked in, as far as like the debate goes. But that didn't matter because he was saying outlandish stuff that was true that other people weren't saying. That's why he won, I think. And the thing is, Trump has such a charisma about him that he's been in front of the camera entertaining, dealing with media, dealing with people trying to attack him for 40, 50 years. He cracked a code, man. He he he, he didn't do it on accident either. I don't think he just stumbled into this. Like He no. understands how it works. Now, I do think his approach is a little bit cynical, and I think he borrowed a lot of stuff from watching Obama because Obama was also a little bit different cat when it came to the Democrat side because Obama took more of a populist approach than a Democrat approach. He didn't, he didn't talk so much about Democrat philosophies. He talked a whole lot about like populist ideas, like what was popular with everybody at the time. Let's, we're going to heal the nation, hope and change, come together. We're going to fix all this stuff. We're going to be pretty vague on what I mean by fix. We're going to be pretty vague on what I mean by hope. But like his first, um, Obama's first speech after he became president was amazing. And yeah. even like watching it, you're like, okay, like. Let me see, let me see what he's got. Let's see what this guy let's does. Hear him out. Now, and that's how everybody reacted. Now, me kind of following it the whole time, knowing what his actual political philosophy was, I was like, oh no, this is probably the worst thing that could have happened to us because this guy's super popular and he's crazy radical, but nobody knows it. And Trump watched that, I think, and Trump said, I can do the same thing, but be a populist toward people on the right. And that's why when he came out and he was like, oh, we're going to do you know, tariffs and stuff, which is kind of a left-leaning idea, but it was still popular with the base. Like... He hit a chord with everybody. Like that and just the way that he communicates. I think they've they've like categorized all the candidates on like what type of uh at what grade level their speech is that they can communicate with. I think uh Trump's graded like at a fifth grade level. Yeah. So he can pretty much you can hear him talk and some hilljack from Virginia can yeah, understand. And that's who that's who his base is, and, he's and he knows that. Yeah, he's connecting with those people. And Obama know? did the same thing. Like Obama knew who his people were, and Obama spoke really well. But he wasn't he wasn't talking to like the the high up left wing people. He was talking to kind of the regular Joe type person. That's why there's a whole bunch of people that voted for Obama that turned around and voted for Trump, and that blows everybody's mind. But that happened. But uh, 2024 is going to be completely different. It's going to be an absolute political shit show, but it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm to the point now where, like I said, I used to really, really care about politics. I don't care so much anymore because I've become so pessimistic and cynical about it that I don't think anything good happens after 2024. But I still have this fascination where like, I'm going to watch it like it's the Super Bowl and like, point out things like oh i can see what that guy's doing that's pretty smart but i know that in the end it's going to be a there's there's a disaster coming but it's going to be a fun disaster to watch unless you really get invested because if you're like a really hardcore desantis guy or a really hardcore trump guy 2024 is going to like people are going to have heart attacks about this they're going to be 
Like people are going to be having panic attacks. People are going to lose. Like people are going to get divorced, and sh- it's going to be bad. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and I'm going to tune in. Tune in. You want to welcome our guest? I do, Cody Hessman. Welcome to the podcast. I knew you were going to be a little late. We started, but we've only been going for like what? Oh, about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. So you're still yeah. early on. You didn't That's miss not, much. It's not bad. Tell the people who you are. Hold on. Oh. Get up to the mic. Make yeah, sure that, get up that we're on. You gotta and make sweet, yeah, get sweet, sweet love, love to it. You can hear me. Yeah. Right. No, get that no, mustache no. and tickle it a little bit. <laughs> oh, I can hear him. Cody. Can you not hear him? I can't hear him. There's something wrong with yours then, because I got him. I would say I can hear myself. Yeah. The headphones are cool, right? You can hear Hello? what you're saying. Okay, yeah, we're all in now. We're all in. All right. I thought we were all I in I do kind before. of feel a little sad. Y'all got fancier headphones than I got. Yeah, well. <laughs> the budget's sorry. been tight, okay? <laughs> we're trying to squeeze everything together. but uh, we, it? Yeah, you got to tell us where you're from, who you are, what you do for the people. Because there's a lot of people who listen that don't know you. I know that you think that probably everybody knows you, but not the people who listen. Some of them don't know who you are. I feel like I probably have a pretty good reach. Most people might know who I am. But Cody. In Beaver County. <laughs> I got dudes listening to Japan, man. Yeah, I never made it to Japan. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you'd fit in. Here in Beaver. Oh. Occupation. Oil field. It's a fireman. Oil field. Cowboy and still. Do you still rodeo at all? No, no more no? rodeo. Retired. Retired. Yeah, stuff's overrated. It's a, <laughs> it's a dumb sport. Once you get a little older, you kind of have to, right? Oh, not so much age, but kids, responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Brother Ben still talks about it like, oh, well, I want to go back and do one. Well, he still can. I Yeah, but he, no, he can. He's getting too old, man. Oh, yeah, he's old, but he's no older than I was when I quit. Yeah, I guess that's true. How old is he? 28? Ben is 30. 30? Mm-hmm. You're 33, right? 32. 32? Yeah. I'll do some math here. You'll forget. I'm 35, <laughs> and you are. Well, I'm not 35 yet, but I'm about to be. I'll you're be 35, 35, right? No. You will be this year. I will be in December. Oh, you're late. You're a late baby. I'm right in the middle. For our class, though. For like most of our the school classes. year. Yeah. I'm right in the middle. All right. All right. Hey, by the way. Ivan has a gripe with you that he was griping about before this started, and I'm going to make him talk about it right up front to clear the air here. I was telling him about, and I want you to come clean, how many rides did you put on that mare whenever you're supposed to put 30 rides on it? Do you remember? He doesn't even remember this. No, I actually forgot I rode a horse for you. (laughs) She probably had 30. Really? Yeah. But it it took me like four months to do it, didn't it? I it took a while. Yeah. But yeah, I thought we whenever we did this, I thought it was gonna be thirty back to back. Thirty days, I'd have this horse back, and she's gonna be dancing and doing all this crap. But anyways, yeah. I remember one time he I expected her to just be bulletproof. After oh yeah, days. I did. Clinton Anderson. I wanted one of those little dances. I wanted to kneel down whenever I pulled up to it. He had an unrealistic expectation. That's why I wanted him to tell this to you. You're one of the people that watch TV and believe everything, ain't it? No. (laughs) He saw one of those horse girl movies, and he was like, all right, I just got to take this horse and give it to some guy, and he's going (laughs) to fix it for me. 
Some horses don't even get fixed after not even 30 days, but a couple years. But anyways, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, he said he's going to put 30 rides on it. And it was uh, going to be 30 days and 300 bucks for three. I think that's what you told me, like 300 bucks for 30 rides. And I was like, man, I was I was ready to ride this thing. And I remember I finally one day I went to go pick her up and I think your dad was there. And Ivan Hawkins had gone with me, and we put her in the round pin, saddled her up, and as soon as I put my foot in the stirrup and I started swinging over, it went to bucking. Foot got, boot got stuck in the stirrup a little bit and dragged me a little bit and got out of it, and I was pissed. It's <laughs> a real shame that you were almost murdered by a horse because I feel like twice. I feel like we need to get you back. We need to get you back on the horse. We need to get you a little vaquero hat. I've been back, back on. on the horse. I've been back on. Like it's it, it's something that like it's there's a thing that happens to you on the back. If of the it horse. makes you feel any better, my number one right now, mm-hmm. I go saddle him and I go trot out. He's gonna buck, and that's really? the one you see all the pictures of my little girl on and stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they just start and, that way, and he's like, shit, fifteen now. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad mine doesn't do that because I don't like riding bucking horses. <laughs> now I've t- I've told Sam like for me, I didn't grow up that way. But in Mexico, my grandpa had a bunch of cattle and land and horses and all this stuff, and it was always kind of like a romantic story for us. Whenever we'd go over there, he always had like, no, that's your horse. Whenever you come back to Mexico, whatever, that's your horse. He'd give us something, and uh, so I always kind of romanticized it. Whenever I graduated high school, started making some money, came across. Uh, guy that we were working with hey i got two i got a gelding and a mare i'll sell to you i think 200 bucks a piece and sure enough i bought them and thought hey we're gonna be cowboys now and started trying to figure out how to ride them (laughs) yeah i got bucked off that time and then a couple months later a year later that other one that gelding is the one that kicked kicked me in the head really the gelding kicked you yeah yeah Almost and knocked that, his head off. One. Like, it, didn't you have to get like a whole bunch of skin? Yeah, didn't you like this half whole earlobe, like in between my cheek and my earlobe, there was a hole there. Like, yeah. I got lucky; it didn't kick me square on and like graze my cheek, and it catch uh, the hoof caught my ear, and it ripped a hole in between my ear and like my cheek line right there. We got went to Dodge City. My ear was the size of a prey. These headphones right here. Ooh. Yeah. You know, that was probably a lot more common back in the day. Like, people probably looked at that kind of thing the way we look at car wrecks. Like, oh, so-and-so died in a car wreck. And we're all like, oh, it's terrible. But we kind of understand that that happens. Back in the day, it was like, oh, I haven't got kicked in the head by a horse. He's dead. And everybody would be like, oh, man. First, that's, first thing, Dylan came. He, that happens. <laughs> Dylan and Dean came by, and he's like, well, you ready to buy a four-wheeler yet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He, he didn't get on a horse. I went and branded for him day before yesterday because Ben always gets to go. But I finally I got an invite. Dylan let me benevolently let me out of the office for a day to come help brand. And uh, you, I you I expected him to be on a horse, but he wasn't. He was in the sook wagon, and I want to call him out for it. Yeah, you apparently must actually have a job to do. I well, so does Ben, but his isn't as like Ben gets more. Sometimes mine's a little bit more time sensitive, unless it's payroll day. Like Ben has to be there for payroll day. Cody, do you want a smoke? Yes, he does. Yeah. He wants a cigar. There is something romantic about it though. Like Ivan was saying, like getting on a horse, the cowboy and thing is a very romantic cultural thing. And I really think that 
people are embracing that. Like you kind of see, you see a whole bunch of videos of it, like on Instagram and stuff. And I hate that stupid show, uh, Yellowstone, but I feel like there's been a lot of like a, a resurgence of romanticizing Western cowboy culture stuff. And I think that that's a net positive, really. Because it is very romantic. I had more fun. Like, I work in an office all the time on spreadsheets. And I had more fun the other day because I got to go out and brand calves. And I took a shot of blackleg to the knuckle and still had more fun than I would have if I would have been working on spreadsheets. They're, they're lighting cigars over here. <laughs> When's the last time you got a shot? Branding calves, because I hadn't had one in years, and I got one, I got one a couple of days ago, and I forgot how unpleasant that was. I surprisingly haven't had one in quite a while. I'm pretty good about paying attention, and I thought uh, I was too. Yelling at someone if I feel like they're uh, about to get me. This one was kind of my fault because I was <laughs> learned, I was teaching a kid how to flank, and I was kind of talking to him, and I wasn't really holding on, and that calf jerked, and that needle went right into my knuckle all the way to the bone and then bent back. And uh, I tell you what, the next day, I did not feel good, and my, my hand swelled up pretty good. I think, Still today, this is all I got. I can get about right to there. I think Black leg gives you arthritis. The last one I got, uh, they hit me right next to the kneecap. You think a finger's bad and you can't move a finger? I bet your knee. You ought to go a whole day without being able to use your leg. Did it swell up? Oh, yeah. Did Was it black leg? Yeah. That's better than getting a live virus, though. Better than getting that, like, cattle master or something, right? No. It's, Is it not? I feel it, like I, I don't th- want a live cow virus in me. Uh, it It's probably dead most That's probably time. how COVID started. If you knew how sensitive that stuff is, you'd be really surprised you waste the money on it. The, uh, the temperature range that has to range in between and like the sunlight uh, when y'all are out there branding mm. the sun shining on it it's 110 degrees yeah that stuff died you, you're before saying like you're bottle. giving a bunch of blank shots yeah that is true that's why I even, really that's why even beer and alcohol a lot of the times you want to keep it out of the sunlight because it'll kill all the alcohol, or it'll just make it skunky? Uh, just sunlight. Sunlight affects it's like uh, bottled water. They always recommend you don't leave it out in the sun, because as soon as you yeah. sunlight starts hitting it... Dude, I yell at my wife, because if, if you leave a bottle of water in a car, I just feel like it's like leaving it in a microwave, and that's got to be bad for you. There's got to be say, some cancer all the plastic, stuff in The plastics, as soon so, as it heats up, it starts leaching she, into the water. She don't believe me either. She'll like pick up a, a bottle of water that's been in the car for a while and like drink that. And I'm like, don't do that. You're gonna. That's how you get the cancers. Oh, it's straight up cancer water, but uh, we're all still living. And he we said drink while from, he smoked a cigar. We uh, we survived the garden hose so far. So if yeah. a plastic's going to yeah, give us can't. a cancer... The garden hose got us by now. Yeah. yeah. I, or at least me. I don't know if you guys drank from garden hose. I did a lot. Oh, yeah. We did, yes. I drank from a worse than that on occasion. I never got a well, I never got like bad. a I never got like Isn't a, it funny a, though? One of those pooping worms you get when you drink. At our house, whenever we were growing up, there wasn't bottled water. When was it who pulled this trick on people that, hey, let's start bottling water and we'll sell it? I think that's the biggest con that they've pulled. I don't know. I'd probably like. I bet in the third world you'd have to have bottled water. Not necessarily. Well, uh, water filters well, are. I guess you could have pretty cheap. Filter. Don't take it there. I said like whenever it were in your households. Do you remember there just being a bunch of cases bunch of water of laying water. around? 
yeah. Like probably no. like let's say probably at least from junior high down. No, I don't remember. Maybe maybe like it got more cost effective to to make it bottled. I don't know. No, it's just I like bottled water. It's a marketing thing. It's like just we're easy. Is this strategy? I don't. I just drink out of these all the time. And, well, and that's the best thing. Why Why are you paying for bottled water whenever you have an unlimited supply at the house? Well, like, because my a, well has a problem with like a, I've got like a, kind of a sulfur smell to my to my water. Just minerals. Yeah. Just filter it. I do. I I have a whole home like a gigantic home filter, but after a while, it gets like a very sulfury it's like a slime iron, it's like an iron slime back it won't it won't kill you It'll just t- turn your It'll teeth yellow yeah well it doesn't bother me that much but it bothers aaron so i've been trying to treat the well with bleach so when you pour a gallon of bleach down in the well you do have yeah. to buy bottled water yeah okay okay but you some feel people. extra clean after a shower but for most people at least in town living in town we never dude that's how they get you that's all the chemicals and stuff are in this town water. That's why all the city people are turning. You know how they're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> That's why all these city people are turning into faggots. <laughs> I would blame it more on eating uh, cheap chicken. That could be it, too. I don't know. Do you know chicken, before it comes off the line to make it way more, before they package it, they inject a bunch of Pump estrogen into estrogen? it? Estrogen? Pork also. Pork also? Yeah. yeah. All poultry and pork is injected because it'll absorb water. Beef won't absorb it, so they can't inject it, or they'd inject it in beef. That's why they're trying to shut down the beef industry with all these carbon taxes. Now we're back to politics. But yeah. also back to his deal. Uh, oh, I listened to a bunch of hippie podcasts too. Some like hunters that are yeah, uh, yeah, hippies. They're all from like the Pacific Northwest, aren't they? Or like what the Colorado West? Oh, it yeah. seems like oh, that's where all your mountain hippies. western hunter guys mm-hmm. are. Uh, but, uh, think of everything you eat, how much of it is processed? Pretty much think everything. More, everything. Than I, more than I wish was. Like, I wish I had more game in my freezer than I do. Like, everything you eat is processed. All the way from your milk, to the bread, to, uh, your rice. Nothing's, everything's processed anymore. How healthy is that? But on the flip side, millions of people don't starve every year like used to for a very long time in human history. This this is the land of abundance and spoil. Factory farms and and all that is not all bad. It's got some bad stuff. I don't have nothing against factory farms. I'm talking about the processed chicken nuggets. Yeah, I do eat some of those on occasion. You know what I mean? Probably shouldn't. Just... Everything's just overly processed. We all do. I've got a theory on that. The more you eat, the, the fatter you get. Uh, no, the more the more that you eat, like let's say the more meals that you consume throughout the day, the better quality meals you want them to be. Higher quality meats, uh, vegetables, whatever they are. The less you eat, <clears throat> one meal a day, fasting, uh, the body. The body is very incredible at being able to filter and process all that stuff. If we can drink alcohol in the body and we don't die, that's probably about the worst thing that we can stick in our bodies is alcohol. I love it so much, though. I know. Millions of people. Millions and millions of people For a very long time, they drank a whole bunch of, like, beer and wine because it was a lot safer than water because, they like, water was more contaminated back before industrialization. 
So that's why people drink all the beer. Like back in the, the founding Father's Day, they drank beer and cider from sunup to sundown. They didn't drink any water. Yeah, because they know it wouldn't spoil, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, it well, it, it didn't have any, like, diseases. you didn't get Giardia. Yeah, you didn't get Giardia. Like in uh, Germany and stuff, like, y'all remember Sid Piskowski? Yeah. He's old enough. I think his grandparents maybe came from Germany over here, and they're like the old-time farmers. And even when they got here, they didn't do nothing but drink beer. Is because they still stuck in their ways over there. They drank like their beer wasn't even cold; it was hot. Yeah, they'd sit on a tractor all day and drink beer because the water there might kill you. Yeah, if you get Giardia, it's not yeah. a good day. And that was the that's just the way they survived without. Yeah, and there's still places like what's the one thing? If you go to Mexico, don't drink the water. Yeah. That's why in Mexico, there's a lot of places where you'll see a lot of people that come from over there. Uh, they've got colored teeth. That sulfur, the chemicals and things that you're talking about, uh, down in West Texas, uh, around the Midland area, whenever I used to live over there, you would open up the water faucets at a hotel, and as soon as you opened it up to like wash your face, you just get drenched in that <clears throat> smell of sulfur. Yeah, that iron smell. So I, you're telling me I'm gonna have stained teeth because of my well at my house? I, it could be. No, nope, because I drink bottled water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do we want to go back to the politics thing? Do we want to let Cody? What What does Cody want to talk about? Because you're the guest. This is this is kind of about you. Oh, I was just I was just gonna fill in wherever. I have to listen to your podcast and send y'all text messages afterwards. I know you're a big fan. You. I know you're a big fan. That's why I brought you on. You're one of my my several tens of fans. Yeah. Now you guys uh, take lead on it. Whether you guys want to go more, I was enjoying the whole cowboy and stuff, the the farm life conversation you guys were having. I wish you could join in, but you abandoned the the romantic vaquero life. I'm sorry, man. All it's... because you almost died. Yep. All, all my acres are in Mexico within <laughs> the weeds of the cartels. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I abandoned that. You feel like we should invade and liberate Mexico? It does go back to the, whenever I always keep telling you that Mexico and the U.S. should have better relations. I still believe that the the American cowboy and the Mexican vaquero, that lifestyle, rural, 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 yeah, <laughs> people, we're the same. Even whenever it comes even to our faiths, uh, we're, we're the same people, just different cuisine. Ours is a little bit better. Uh but we're exactly the same. We value, we have the same values and principles to live together in a society. I feel like we need to make a new country out of like uh, Texas, Oklahoma, or parts of Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma, western part, Texas, Texas kind of northern Mexico. Hey, let's just get Chihuahua. The rest of Mexico can fucking figure it out. See, that's you're from Chihuahua. Yes. And I, I feel like people in Chihuahua have probably more in common with the people right across the border than they do with the people down in South. Well, people in Mexico. Chihuahua used to be Texans. Yeah. Until the war. What do you think would have happened if the if the uh if after the Mexican-American War the Americans would have been a little meaner and been like, "You know what? You're with us now." I would love it because all of our be land, everything off? that we have in Chihuahua would be here. I could go a lot easier. Not have to worry about the cartels. Yeah. 
but that goes back to politics because the cartels i i would argue the cartels are a a byproduct of several decades maybe a century of really bad political practices in mexico because if you if you uh, if you assemble your politics in such a way as to actually protect the citizens of your nation, you're not going to have problems with the cartel. But the problem is, people don't like what that takes. Look at the guy in El Salvador right now. El Salvador used to be the murder capital of the, the world, I think, and now they're the lowest murder rate in Latin America because the new president just... It's like that uh, old jokes, like, how did you stop all the crime? Oh, we just uh, arrested all the criminals and threw them in prison. Or anybody who we thought might be a criminal. Have you been following that at all? I, I follow some of it, but he kind of turned me off because he seems like uh, it seems like it's a cool thing to do and it's working. But they also come from like a family that's just been like a like a dictatorship. But if you're in a situation where the cartels run your whole country, is a dictatorship better than that? Because there's, there's certain prerequisites you have to have to live in a, in a sort of democracy or a republic. And those prerequisites are you have to have a whole bunch of citizens who are self-sufficient and moral and virtuous and willing to kind of fight for their country. If you don't have that, would you rather have the dictator or would you rather have the savages? And this is a plug for my book. Because book two is called Tyrants and Savages. So all dictatorships, from what I understand in history, I'm not a history expert or nothing, but uh, they all seem to start with, like, good expectations. But you give one person too much power, then it goes bad. So I don't think dictatorship be good. I, I don't disagree, and but I, I think that's a very, you have a very Western mindset when it comes to that. Because you were born and raised in America, American education, you have this fused into your DNA, the idea that tyranny is an evil, terrible thing. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I do think, like, let's say you're in a, in a culture full of, like, cannibals and just complete savages. And then you have, let's just say Mexico, back when the Aztecs ran it. You have the Aztecs who are sacrificing people in the pyramid. And you have all these smaller tribes that are getting sacrificed all the time. And the, the priests are wearing cloaks of human skin. And they just murder people and sacrifice them to the devil. And then the Spanish show up. And the Spanish establish a dictatorship. And you're just little, I don't know, any native names from that down there. But you're a little native guy down there. Would you rather live under the Spanish than the Aztecs? Well, obviously, yes, because they joined with the Spanish to out the Aztecs, right? Yeah. I just read a book on that. On Speaking that. straight to that stuff, uh, El Salvador? Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it. I know he's, it, it's doing I good. I, think, I, get, I get your point. Whenever it gets to a certain point, whenever it's just made. When I see a news story that says, hey, they're, he's rounding up all the 
gang members that are part of MS-13 and anybody who has MS-13 tattoos, he's just throwing them in prison. I'm like, get down with your bad self. Good job. Yeah. Kill them all. I think to a point, he, but you still, even then, you have to operate on some type of, uh, like, be, it's good. you got to have your principles and virtues that, he, that he's got to be beholden to. It can't be too much power into man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I think you have to have? If you're going to have a dictator, he better be a Christian dictator. Not even just Christian, but he has to be beholden to a higher power. It can't be... It can't just be to himself or to man. Yeah, because if you're not beholden to anybody but yourself, really, really bad things happen. Those are the worst dictators. Actually, I feel like the worst would be if you're worshiping the devil and you're a dictator, like the Aztecs. That would be the worst. Then the second worst would probably be like uh, Stalin or Hitler, like a secular dictator who doesn't think anything about God, so you're just going to murder everybody. Yeah, and that's where I feel like the like medieval where, those medieval kings who were dictators, some of them probably pretty cool guys to live under, I would imagine, if they actually believed in some of the virtues that they said they did, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is like if at all possible, they have to believe in God. Whether it's Christian, whether it's uh Jewish, whatever. They there has to be some beholding higher power that they are accountable to, right? Well, I would say a Christian one, but I'm an extremist. Well, that's not. I'm a Christian nationalist, though. So, but yeah, because what happens, like everything, like Cody's saying, it starts with good intentions. I would be okay with a Catholic, I guess, if I had to have one. But a Catholic is a Christian. I know. I'm. I'm just. I, that was a joke. That was a Lutheran to to Catholic joke. This is serious business. We're not here to joke <laughs> around. Yes, we are. <laughs> No, but it, what it, what I'm saying is there whatever it is, it has to be beholding person somebody in power it has to be beholding to something also because if not human nature, the power of human nature takes over. Okay, let's tie this to what we were talking about earlier with Obama and Trump and the rise of like populism in the US. I think people in the US on the left and the right, whether they're big Trump people or they're big AOC people, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden people. I think there is a hunger in America right now for somebody who's just going to do what I want to happen and to hell with the other side, give me what I want, take away all the, you know, if I'm on the left, take away all their guns, shut down all the churches, you know, throw all my political enemies in jail and give me exactly what I want. I want, you know transgenders like let's trans all the kids and let's make all the teachers tranny demons give me what i want and then on the right especially i see this with a lot of trump people no offense to trump people they want what they want like destroy my opposition i don't care if you're following the rules i don't care if, if you're kind of like i just want a caesar i want a caesar to come along and fix everything for me and i think that's where america is on the left and the right because we've both looked at the other side and said okay the other side is not my countrymen anymore the other side is my enemy and because they're my enemy we have to defeat them and that's where both sides of america are what do you think cody i think people give 
too much confidence to politicians. Because if you look at politicians all the way back from picking your fourth grade class president, like you always had some goober and people make jokes about it, they're going to make recess an hour longer or something. They don't have no power to do that. But you get all these politicians now that were adults and they promise you all these things. A lot of them can't be done. Just look at the reparations that politicians are uh, saying they're going to try to give to African Americans. Yeah, and that's passed in California now. But did you hear? You think it's going to happen though? There's a guy in no. There's a guy in California. I don't know. I was listening to it on a podcast or something. Can't even tell you what podcast it was. But he was promising them like two hundred million a person or something. They figured it up. And it, the amount of money it'd take to pay everyone that was higher than the entire world's, was it GPD or whatever? Yeah, GDP. GDP. It, it, was, it was more than the entire world's GDP. So they promise them, or this are politicians, they, they like to promise everyone all these things that they can't deliver on. Well, I agree with you, but I do think we're reaching a point in the country where everybody is starting to kind of see that that's the way things have been done forever. Like, politicians promise all this stuff, and then they don't do it. And what they're hungering for is the guy, or in the Democrats' case, the girl, because they want, you know, Hillary or some eunuch to do it for them. And I think that's where we're headed is, hey, I don't like the Democrats right now. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. We'll pack the Supreme Court and then we'll get what we want. And I think that that day is coming, and that's why I think that nothing good happens after 2024, no matter which way it goes. And the odds of the right actually winning 2024, I think are minuscule. I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted if Trump or DeSantis or whoever it ends up being, if they actually won in 2024, it would blow my mind. I would be, I would be the most surprised person you'd ever seen. I hope you're ready to be surprised. Joe Biden. You, you're saying you hope I'm surprised. I hope. What do you think? Do I, you do you think if, if Trump or DeSantis or whoever else, what do you think the odds are of them actually winning the 2024 presidential election? I think Trump. I think Trump's going to get it. I don't think DeSantis is going to beat Trump. And But do you think they will beat Biden? the most popular president in U.S. history. Yeah, more votes than Obama. More I, votes I, than anyone in history. Ever. Ever. And if you believe that, you need to reevaluate your your conceptualization of reality. Because if, if you're somebody who... Who've, and there's a lot of people out there. There's people who are going to go to their graves, and most of them are boomers. No offense. There's a lot of boomers that are going to go to their graves actually believing that Joe Biden got more votes than Obama and everybody else in history. They're going to go to their graves believing that Trump colluded with Russia, even though all that's been debunked. They're going to go to their graves believing that Kyle Rittenhouse killed three black people in cold blood in Ferguson, Missouri, or wherever it was. Was it Ferguson? Right? No, Kenosha. Kenosha. Ferguson was the other one. That's right. Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kenosha kid. That's old news. But what I'm saying is there's people who are our concept of what the truth is, and you and me were talking about this, what the truth is doesn't matter if the other side 
gets to have their own truth, which is what the left is all about. Well, this is my truth. My truth is that Trump actually is a Russian asset, and I don't care that all that's been debunked. I believe it. And there's people who truly do fervently believe it, even though it's been debunked. And that's a, that's a problem. I get that, but I think, I think things have shifted. I think enough people are get, gotten away from the CNNs, from the Fox, and I don't think they're pushing. I don't think most people are going to them for the, their version of whatever news that they're getting anymore. I have a side note. If you're, if you're somebody that's on our side and you're still watching Fox News, my question is Why? Anything, anything of legacy media, from from Newsmax, from Fox to CNN to your ABCs to your CNBCs. I specifically mean Fox, though, after the Tucker Carlson thing. And after it came out last week that Fox has all these rules about respecting transgender pronouns and you can't say anything bad. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that have been blacklisted from Fox News that Fox News won't let on anymore. And they don't make it public, but Matt Walsh is one of them. Matt Walsh is blacklisted by Fox. They will not have Matt Walsh on to talk about anything because he's too mean to the transgender stuff. So if you're on the right, if you're somebody who considers yourself on the right, you should not be watching Fox. Fox is just the controlled opposition of the left. But do you see what I mean, though, that like people aren't going to that? Like There's been a shift. Why would DeSantis make his presidential announcement on Twitter instead of going to... Because he wants to be like Tucker Carlson. Well, it's Probably. just, that, it's just I think, that's where I honestly are. think that that was a brilliant idea that just didn't... Didn't get executed. It didn't get executed very well. And I wonder if... Because Twitter... I mean, Musk is in charge of Twitter, but they're still like... Everybody who works for Twitter... Like, okay, it's so not like they're all the on the right. Like I feel like that's it's possible they may have like uh, sabotaged that on purpose. Okay, that's exactly where I was going with it. That's what uh, Patrick Beck David on the podcast was saying today. That the first thing Elon Musk needs to do right now is get Twitter out of California. Yeah, I think that would be how it. It is very possible. Who knows? We don't know, but it's very possible It'd be that there could have been some. Oh, I'm sure there was. play there that purposely caused that to happen. I would be surprised if there wasn't. Because you're surrounded. Though you here's, are. here's what I think. Like, if you're somebody who's on the left, would you want to... I, do, I think that the people who are really savvy on the left want to sink DeSantis. Because I think that whether or not this is true, what the left believes is that the, they can beat Trump. Now, I personally think that that is true, but that doesn't really matter. They can beat Trump if Trump doesn't beat himself. Well, what I think is they think they can beat Trump a lot easier than they think they can beat DeSantis. And that's really what politics is about. Like, if you're on the other side and there's two people I, over there that you're going to have to I fight, don't think so. you want to pick the one who you think you I don't you think can so, because even Joe Biden wouldn't have won. If they, if they, this would just be too blatant if there happens to be another pandemic if trump's running if it wouldn't have been for covid trump would have won maybe trump would have won maybe i I think so i think think you're probably i I think think you're probably right trump would have won bar you know exclude uh the pandemic trump would have won 
You want to know who I, what I think the whole COVID thing was about? And I said this. I remember when it first started, when it first came out of China. This was when all of those... Do you guys remember the Hong Kong protest? Yeah. When Hong Kong was flying American flags and American Revolution flags and talking about how they wanted, like, there was a there was a democracy movement in Hong Kong wanting to separate themselves from China, and it was just about at that fever pitch, and that's when COVID happened. And I remember telling kids in my class, like, the the week before it happened, like, before it really came out and started getting traction, we had been talking about that Hong Kong thing. And I told those kids in class, I said, you watch, something's going to happen that's going to close this thing, like that's going to blow this thing up and blow it out of the news and replace it because this is getting way too much traction. And then next week, that's when the schools were, that's when all the talk started. I was like, oh, we're going to have to shut down the country. We got to get rid of all this. And I, 100%, it came out of the lab, right? Yeah. That's proven by now. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, I think there's a more than likely uh, that it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. And number three, I think it was to shut down the Hong Kong protest because you already had the Taiwan problem that China had has, and that was spreading to Hong Kong, and China is sitting back watching this thing spread into their country, losing their grip on losing what kind of tenuous grass they already have. That's what I think it was about. And I think that all the stuff had, that happened over here and happened in Western Europe was kind of just a happy accident byproduct of that. Because I think a lot of people in the West, like Trudeau, you know, Fidel Castro's kid, and everybody in Europe saw that as an opportunity. It's like, oh, we're smart enough to see what China is doing. China is seizing power by using this uh using some sort of emergency to seize power what if we do that too and that's what happened in all the western governments that it was just an opportunity it was like during hurricane katrina when they seized everybody's guns it was an opportunity they're like okay we know we can get away with this because it's an emergency and anytime it's an emergency we can get away with shit that we couldn't get away with when it wasn't an emergency and that's why i'm to the point where like people who still believe actually believe like in the constitution at this point i think are pretty naive because really you're only one emergency away from nobody really caring about your constitutional rights because we threw them all out the window for covid yeah well if you look all the way back even at 9 11 bush what was the patriot act or whatever yeah there you go. And that then, was the that was the toe in the water. Like, what can we get away with yeah. here? And right now, did they pass the TikTok bill? I kind of lost interest in it. I didn't see. It. I know they were like a lot of people were talking about banning TikTok in the U.S. Well, that whole TikTok bill. TikTok was just a small deal, but it was like the Patriot Act on steroids. Under yeah. the under the guise of like we need to monitor it or. Because TikTok they was, is run by the Chinese. Yes, but they was going to control, they was going to, how in China, how their internet system works, where they can only see certain things, mm-hmm. they was going to do that to the United States, where they could uh, Mo- uh, drive what what is actually shown. Yeah. Yeah. Basically make your entire internet, Facebook, or what Twitter used to be, 
Like if they didn't Giving like the something you said, control of it. Yes, government would. Which they already had it. to some extent. Like the left already owned every. That's why everybody melted down so bad about Musk buying Twitter, because all of a sudden there was one single platform that wasn't a hundred percent controlled by the radical left. Because every other platform that is social media is controlled by the radical left. Mark Zuckerberg is a far leftist. Uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? Yes. And then Twitter was owned by that, I don't know, that guy that looked like Rumpelstiltskin. And then when Trump bought it, all of a sudden it was, oh shit, this is somebody that we don't control 100% and they've just seized some power from us. Musk, not Trump. Yeah. yeah, Musk, my bad. Trump got truth social. Yeah, yeah it's doing real good, isn't it? Yeah. Everybody's just out there truthing. I really thought he was going to come back to Twitter. I feel like they say that he is. I feel like he can't at this point because he's talked so much shit. He will. I think. I think he probably will once it starts spinning up into the twenty. I think he's probably tied to True Social too much that he has to kind of. He went all in on it. Yeah, like he 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 got everybody to create a True Social just for him, and like everybody, all of his followers went there, and he's like, "Oh, this is going to be the new Twitter," and then that of course didn't happen. Yeah, and so it's like. He can't really pull back from it because then he's going to upset some people probably, or he thinks he will. I don't think he could. I don't think there's anything Trump could do that would actually upset his diehard fans. Like, he he could come out tomorrow and change all of his policy positions to, like, Bernie Sanders' policy positions, and I think that the people who are diehard Trump supporters would not skip a beat, and they would just switch all of their political philosophy and be all for it. What he needs to do is get Musk to partner with True Social and somehow where everything he puts on True Social goes to Twitter also. I don't know if Musk would do it. I don't know if he would, but... Because I don't think Musk wants Trump either. Probably not. I feel like just the the very fact that Musk was okay to do... A Twitter Spaces to do DeSantis's announcement. It isn't a complete that, that shows endorsement, where, yeah. but it shows you where yeah. he's leaning. Yeah, that shows you where he's at. But as and he's also but, voiced he's voiced that that we shouldn't have uh, presidents over the age of seventy. Yeah, yeah. which we shouldn't. What, that's but he's he's shit. also a businessman. Could you imagine how much more money he could bring into his business if because if you think about it, both sides watch what Trump says. Both sides don't watch what uh, Crowder says. Right. You get Trump on Twitter. Also, you have the left watching them and the right, and basically you double your views. It's in one spot. Right. And he's probably the most popular person in the United States as far as everyone wanting to see what he says. Yeah, see, even the people on the left because they're see, just I, hate watching. I don't think Ron, he's done good things, but he comes across as a stiff like I don't see him being he doesn't have that charisma yet. That uh, he doesn't have the flamboyance of of Trump. No. No, not but even I don't, he comes off I don't very think dry. That if if you're somebody who's like coming at this from like a political science point of view like But yeah, DeSantis how many is, how many of better. you are there? Of course, yeah, as he's far better. As yeah, he's by the book. That's what everybody says that he's great on policy, but to translate to be out there kissing babies or doing all this thing to like actually communicate with the American people, with the blue collar people, with the with the D gens, I guess. I don't, I don't know what you yeah. would call it. 
he doesn't. He's have not that. gonna do as good. But here's the thing: like that's why I like him better. Like I don't give a damn that Trump says funny stuff. Like I don't care. Like I, I would rather have DeSantis. But I'm to the point where, like I said before, nothing good happens after 2024. So all of this to me is like watching the Super Bowl. Like at this point, I care about it as much as I care about the Super Bowl. Because I don't think it matters. I think local politics matters. Of course matter. it matters. This is the country that we live in. I don't think it matters long term. I think Trump was a band-aid for four years. And I think if DeSantis were to win, or if Trump were to win either one, all it's going to be is a band-aid for another four to eight oh, years. Oh, no, no, no. I think we're at the point right now where things are a little too kooky, a little too, too many bad ideas are getting into the fabric of this younger generation that they think things are right you think you can shake them out of that i think so i don't i think we're gonna i think we have to go all the way down to the bottom floor before we start going up boys but that's me you know i'm the cynic that's my job here is to be the pessimist you're the optimist and cody is the guest what do you want to talk about cody you want to talk about hunting I don't really care. What's your opinion? So I, I think Trump would have been I president. I feel like you're the Trump guy. Are you the Trump guy in this? Yeah. I, okay. I, I would, go for, I would go for Trump because he would be president if, they, if Twitter wanted to suppress You're the, telling me in the they, primary. If they would not have suppressed the Hunter Biden story and if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, he would have been president. Yeah. Because yes. even with all of that, what was he, 6 million? Or was it Biden got 70 or 81 million and Trump still got 75, 76 million? Something like it. If we had a time machine, we could and, fix it all. But that's they in the had, past, yo. And they had a bunch of dumpsters full of uh, yeah. Trump ballots. No, it was a, a water. Of, the water line broke, don't you know? Uh, the water line, yeah. And then the thumb yeah. drives that wound up in the Dude, dumpsters with all the votes. Here's how into politics I was. Like, you know how everybody was like, man, I woke up the next morning and all of a sudden Biden was ahead. It's like, I watched that stuff. I stayed up all night and watched it. I watched the little... I was happen. on a load to Iowa and I was keeping track of the whole thing. Trump was kicking ass. Winning, winning, winning. Like there was no... Like, the the trajectory of it was like, okay, this, this shit's wrapped up. Yeah. Trump's got it. I don't know if y'all, while watching this, noticed that all the places that had trouble counting ballots... Is the places that Biden won by landslide? Yeah, like or it was that close. should show something. Like what was it, era Georgia? Yeah, and that's why people on the right get pissed off when when even even Arizona. Yeah, when you have even news networks like uh, the Daily Wire who won't like they won't like come right out and say like, "Hey, all this was bullshit." Hey, by the way, that pisses, come election night, we're doing an elec- election night election podcast. Night po- oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so like Ash for the day. How off. do we do? How do we do a live thing? We can live stream we can. it by can then. We live stream. Yeah, by then I'll have, we'll have it figured out. I'm looking Navarez Productions. Navarez sometime, Studios. Sometime in July is whenever I'm going to make the the push to get video, the rest of the cameras and everything set up in here. I don't think I'm going to remodel the place yet. We're going to set up like Just this and cameras. make do with what we have. Yeah, on each of us, on yeah. all of our pretty faces. We're going to go all Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what all this these things do. Man. That's what they all do. Everybody has election night. Don't you uh, think we're, we're as interesting? Track of this stuff. <laughs> we're gonna have a board where we're gonna cut to the board. Okay, how many votes do we have here? We're, we're gonna here. hire someone named Jamie, so we're we can <laughs> say, pull that up, Jamie. Hey, right, we're gonna have a field reporter. We're gonna send him to Arizona. We're gonna send. We're him all to gonna do Iowa, Georgia. <laughs> we're gonna do something. <laughs> I think that'd be a fun part. All right, so you're saying in the primary... I got Trump going all the way. Your vote... But I'm saying you. You're going to vote for Trump in the primary. Yes. Okay. I am I would say if the primary is tomorrow, I'm voting for DeSantis. Just honestly, I'm probably going to vote for anybody but Trump in the primary because I don't really like him. Calm I haven't down. liked Look, him ever. You just sound like all the, Repu- the Democrats no. last go around. No, I, I don't like him for different reasons. I don't like him because he's a populist and I am an anti-populist. DeSantis. When I read when I read Julius Caesar and all those guys like stab Julius Caesar, I'm like, hell yeah, stab that guy. I don't I don't want to I don't want the the populist kind of dictator type guy that everybody just wants him to fix their problems. But I understand that I'm in the minority and I'm tragically going to lose always. What do you think, Cody? Who'd you vote for? Who would you vote for in the primary tomorrow? I, I don't know who I'd vote for. Uh, I'd have to uh, see more of each of them right now to kind of decide. But when it comes to it, uh, I do believe, and I told your brother this, and it really upset him, but if Trump or DeSantis, either one of them choose Tulsi as their VP, that oh, person will upset, win. That's going to upset me, too. That person will win. She's a she's a Trojan Every, horse, man. Everyone's been pushing her so much in the past six I months. I know. She's a Trojan horse. They're setting her You up. are booty-blinded. You you see I'm those not you no, see those I'm just big saying, old as popular as she has gotten starting to sound like Hillary Clinton. Whoever whoever is she, picks is she her, a Russian asset? No, she's not a Russian asset, who, but she's not a conservative. Whoever picks she's her a as her VP VP will get the other side votes. Maybe. Yeah. Guaranteed. And you're and both of you are probably right. And this is why I've gotten to the point where I don't really care because Granted, I doubt Probably neither one of them is going to pick her. I wouldn't imagine they would. I'm sure they got something else figured out. But if I'm, one did, that's I'm the person cool. that will win the primary. I'm cool being the defiant loser at the end of the day. It's like I, I just I don't like him. I've never like from the day one. I have just not liked the guy at all. And I don't think he did bad things as president. I think he did. Some good things as president. Not all of them are good. Some of them sucked. But I have never liked him. Like, just, I just don't like him. He just rubs me so wrong. And Every time he talks, I, I'm upset. I hate it. And we're talking Trump here? Yeah. I just, I don't like him. He's from New York. I don't trust him. I don't trust people from New York, first of all. And the way he talks just grinds my gears, man. I just don't like him. That That is his biggest downfall was... Yeah, I don't, I don't him know. Him talking, which that's also his greatest. See, and that's what that's, that gets people. That's riled where up. I was saying, right. if Trump doesn't beat himself, yeah. that's what uh, they were making points the other day. Trump is one of those types of people that every time somebody attacks him, he feels like he needs to fight back. He needs to figure out which ones to fight back on and which ones to just let it go, because it's not going to move the needle for him. It's just going to make him look bad. It's not going to happen. And he needs to stop this whole. They stole it, they stole it, they stole it. Listen, the election was stolen, okay? 
Yeah. Huge. It was hugely stolen. I don't do a very good Trump. It was better than what we can do. Uh, but yeah, he just needs to not be himself and come across. <laughs> I like the way he is. Don't be yourself. It's like. <laughs> yeah. And he just needs to not come across as he's still whiny if, and sore yeah. about the last one. If he just toned it down a little, he'd be good. See? Yeah. And this is my problem down, with politics. And this is, this is why I was a cruise guy back during the 2016 election. Because I looked, God, never I looked at voting records. What were their voting records? What did they accomplish? On like, what bills did they sponsor that actually became law? What is their actual philosophy, and does it match up to their voting record? And then, what did they accomplish? Same thing with DeSantis. What is what has DeSantis actually done? Florida went way better than anywhere else during COVID. He's the he's the only one I see that's not like. DeSantis will do something and piss off everybody on the left, and then all the other Republican governors will be like, okay, let's do that too. Because DeSantis is the only one that has the balls to actually do it first. Yes, and that's but what everybody the, says about him. He's great at this policy he's, game. He he's is great accomplishing at being, things. But, but you know, as president, you don't really get to accomplish a whole lot of things. Like him being governor, he gets to push all this thing. He has probably has more power in the state being governor than what he's gonna have being president. Of if the it nation. was possible for him to be governor again in Florida, I would rather him be governor again in Florida. But that's not possible. Like he, he's this is his last term as governor. Yeah, but he just got reelected, right? So what's his term? He'll be four two years, years in, six years, or three years in, or something. Is it a six-year term or no, what is it? Governors four? are four. Four. I don't think he can win the people. Being a president, well, you I don't can't like just, the people. You okay, can't just the be people a are the people guru. are stupid. All right, yeah, but you have <laughs> to get the vote, and I, I don't, I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's coming across yet to all the people that he needs to come across to, this to be able a, to get all the. I votes. stole this from a video I saw on the internet, but it went something like this: it's, "Democracy is government by the people, for the people, of the people." But the people are retarded. That shit went out the window about two hundred years ago. That, yeah, that's where I like. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if we're cap. I don't know if we're capable of self governments anymore. I think we've got too many. I, I think we have too many uneducated people. We have too many crazy leftist people. We have too many lazy people. Too many people smoking weed all day and not doing anything else with their lives. Like I don't know if we're capable of. We're not virtuous enough. We're not moral enough. I don't know if we're capable of this old self-governments thing anymore. And that's why I think we're going, you know, we're, we're a collapsing empire at this point. But, you know, that's what I'm the pessimist here. I'm, I the, resident, I'm the resident cynic. I, I think if we all get behind it, start getting involved, I think we're heading in the right direction. I think we can do that on a local and regional level. It starts there, and then I think it's going to spread, can, think spread can, like a wildfire. We can revive the culture in a regional sense. And that's where it starts. I do not think we can do it in a national sense. I think if we could just find one politician somewhere, not, let's not even do politician, because all politicians are crooked. Someone that somehow got pulled into it that didn't want to be there, that was had enough policies that everyone could like him on both sides would 
because you're gonna have your extreme left, your extreme right that ain't gonna like them, but snag everyone in the middle, and I think maybe that person could fix some stuff. How many people you think are still in the middle? There's not very I, I, many. I, I think there's more than what you guys think. How can you be in the middle though? If you're a thinking person, how can how can you be in the middle on the issue of transing? children no there's no, no there's th- no middle there that's, that's one extreme. of those extreme issues is it yes yes that's a pretty moderate position for a that's moderate a, person that's on the a left. very small if you talk to a people. moderate person who's a moderate democrat they are in the camp of well yeah we should trans kids have rights too all right. No, no, you no, gotta no. give They're, them their most, gender those, affirming most, care. Those are extreme. No, those Bullshit. are extremes. That's extreme. You guys don't talk to enough people, yo. People thought Joe Rogan is extreme, and exactly. Joe Rogan is very much from what here now. The left thinks he's gone red, but he's he's, not. he's still he's a blue. libertarian. He's still blue. Joe Rogan's a libertarian. Well, yeah, he's not in, a he's not a true libertarian because he's kind of he he's okay with like welfare and stuff. He's a popular Joe yeah. Rogan's kind of like a popular. He likes guy. welfare. The way he looks at welfare is like the uh, fairy tale version of welfare, because the reason he likes it is because That's he'll he admit grew up. he yeah. grew up. He needed that his family needed it to survive, so that's why he believes in it. But he don't believe in it as a way of living where. A lot of people take it as like a privilege and use it as an income. He thinks it should still be as a crutch, but he heard someone on the far right say it needs to be completely abolished. Like me on the welfare, I think it's all right to give someone a crutch, but not but put a time limit on it or something. You, you know, you know what I mean? who I think the should be responsible for that? Who do you think should be responsible for that? Just, I want to hear what your your opinion is first. What do you mean responsible for? For helping the needy. The people. Churches. Boom. I, I'm with Cody. I think community. helping the needy should be the church, the community, and the families in that yeah. community. Yeah, the I don't think it should be should a federal be. thing. Yeah, I agree yeah, there. You're, yeah, you're yeah. with me. Yeah, I wasn't going to... But yeah, as... Human beings as good. You just said the people, though, which was really generic and vague. You know, you could be a, probably be a politician. <laughs> hey, I can teach you some stuff. I can yeah. teach you a lot of stuff. Well, let's talk about it. But we can no. we can talk yeah, about yeah, political I, I, strategy. I don't believe in government handouts. What was it? Uh, Andrew Yang was the uh, Democrat mm-hmm. guy running with the whole. Well, he was pushing Guaranteed a lot was the UBI, the Universal Basic Income. Mm-hmm. We just had a test run of that during the pandemic with all these checks that all the money that got sent out. What happened? How has, many people actually anybody paid? who have who have to hire people how that went? And see, this is another deal going back to that Joe Rogan. He thought that was a great thing when it first happened. Right. Now he'll say that was that that little trial run yeah. proved what he yeah, was saying he's not before so it much, was wrong. Yeah, he's yeah, not he's so not, much for UBI anymore. Yeah, he's not for it. Because Rogan is one of Do these you know guys. Why? He's he, a he's a rational person that can understand critical thought. And the longer and older you get as a rational person that understands critical thought, the further to the right you start to list. Yeah. You start to lean that way I think because would, it makes more rational sense. Well, it, it's basic human nature that usually in your 20s, yeah, you're a little more left than what you are. But what starts happening, like he said, why'd he quit Rodian? 
Risk I have kids. I have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And you start realizing, I have to give up things to be able to provide for these other people that are under my umbrella now. And nobody's going to give me a handout. And mm-hmm. I can't teach that because nobody's going to give it to them. And it goes one of two ways. You either become more responsible and you be, you become more, you kind of pull yourself into that role of responsibility or you outsource that to the government, to taxes, to other people. Yeah, it, it either becomes, if you, you either, whenever you're raising, you don't want to raise kids that are dependent. Right at a certain age, no, yeah. Let's they, just talk about kids. To a certain age, they, you, they're dependent. They're depending on you, on your income, on uh, your moral guidance, uh, financially, all these things. They are dependent. But by the time they hit a certain age, your goal as a parent is to raise a self-sufficient kid that he can go out there, earn his income, uh, be a contributor to the society that in the community that he's gonna, he or she's gonna live in and that that's our moral obligation that's uh, as parents as you know that was a very well articulated conservative take no that is should be an american take i know but that shouldn't be not that's a conservative conservative take because what i'm telling you is there's a whole bunch of people out there who take what you just said and they say no it's not my responsibility this child, it, you know, Hillary Clinton said, oh, it takes a village to raise the child. The child is everybody's responsibility. It's the responsibilities of the public school. Oh, if I'm a single mother, you know, the government should help me with this kid. If I'm a deadbeat dad, it's like, oh, yeah, I have a my baby mama over there. I don't really pay my child support, though. The government will take care of it. Like, there's people out there who live their lives by that philosophy, and it blows y'all's minds because you are like me and you don't think that way because but, you have a you have a moral it's morally repugnant to you to think that way but i think what a lot of you guys don't understand is not everybody is morally repulsed by that idea yeah i get it i get it that there's people that buy into that that's what i buy into a self sufficient that life is not going to happen to me there's going to be certain things that do happen, but every day I get up in the morning and I'm going to get mine. I want to make some money. I'm going to cut down on these bills or whatever because I want to get to a certain point and set my certain goals that I want to achieve throughout life, right? Yep. I'm not going to wait on the government to hand give the handouts. I agree with you. And we all agree with you. But and I get that the other one, people but... That don't. So whenever we get this, whenever we get to, we're, I'm going to sell a different message. And whether I can pull people into that, then hopefully I can. But no, I'm not coming. I, I, will, get, I get what you're saying. I will run your campaign for you. Well, we're not going to be there for you. We're not going to push that dependent type of life because. So where are you starting your political career? you going to start school board. School He's board. School board. We're, or do you want to start like do you fair want to board run for, for school board? You want to do fair board first? No, he's going this? straight to school. I'm board. kind of in loose association with the Chamber of Commerce right now. I'm not really uh, on the books, but hey, I'll help you with any campaign you want to run, man. Because I believe in you. Now we'll see. My whole thing is like, I get it. Like we can all sit here and have a pity party and misery loves company, and you know, uh, 
That's my role. That's not your role. I'm not going to push that. We the future looks bright. Whatever happens, you know, we could fall over dead tomorrow, but whatever that comes out of this, future looks bright. Why? Because we're going to put in the work. We're going to do some things, and we're going to talk to the right people, and we're going to push this message. That's why I'm here for you. That's why I love you. But it's not my job. My job is to hold up the sign that says, the end is near. That's my job. That just motivates me to go a little bit. Oh, Good. That's I, why. Ivan that's why president. we jive so well. Ivan for president. I'm. I'm with you. But you got to remember what my job is. My job is the cynic, the man howling in the wilderness. That uh, the 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 flood is approaching. That it's the clouds are forming. It's starting to rain. That's my job. I've decided. Well, we'll see. But I'm excited to see what happens in 2024. After we're done here, I'm gonna we're gonna do that little monologue for my book trailer. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. All right, let's get off the politics. Let's, let's get, get off politics. Fun. Cody, I want you to throw us what do you want to talk about? This is this is your this is your platform at this point. What do you what do you care about? What do you want to talk about? Don't have to be, I don't care what it is. Unless it's Jeez, soccer or I don't do soccer. <laughs> My life's pretty boring. I uh I go to work, I come home and work, play with the kid. Yeah, that's boring though. Tell us what you want to talk about. Like I don't know. We get to talk about whatever. What do I know you like in? to hunt. Oh. I know you're interested in gear yeah. and and rucking, and you like to pack out your meat. Like I'm yeah. into that. Stuff. Hold on. What, what's uh, here's a question that we asked to pretty much all the guests. Uh, what's uh, your concealed carry? My concealed carry, a Kimber Micro Nine. I carried one for a long time. Would you ask also? Do you uh, keep it oiled? No. Do you keep it oiled with gun butter? Because yeah. I am not a gun butter representative, but I am gun butter representative adjacent. <laughs> I, I, and I've, gun butter is something that it stays put. It's not going to run all over you, and that stuff will keep your guns going. Have you used it yet? Yeah, I okay. used some gun butter at the first annual uh, Panhandle Carbine Competition. Oh, the No Man's Land uh, Carbine in- Invitational. Gotcha. Which I, I, the I'm second, not even sure what my gun lube is. I've had it for like 15 years, and the labels wore off of it. Uh, but you're using it. That's good. Yeah. Because the Kimber Micro but, 9 is going to jam on you if you don't keep it wet. See, that's, you keep saying that about them, and I've never had an issue with it, and I don't treat it. How much have you actually run it, though? Have you gone out and like put, like, well, have you, it's have only you got put like yourself a, in, what, nine-round magazine in it? Yeah, but like, have you have you gone out and like, have you done a, a run like, oh no, I have to use my gun. Let me go, let me go practice how I play. Yeah. I'm gonna go out to the range. I'm gonna put up a target and I'm gonna draw and drop this entire mag in this person. Never had an issue. Never had an issue. I've how often it, do you do it? Oh, here lately, not that much. Uh, just because ammunition got expensive there for a while, but oh, I don't know. Two, Nine rounds isn't that expensive, Cody. Yeah, but see, when I go out and shoot. I can't I talk up, bad on you because I, I carried, I carried like, one of those for like four years, and yeah. I, I really liked it. I'll, I'll run through like 200 rounds and I go play. Though so you it, need to upgrade to a to a 365 or look, a Hellcat. I've been going to get a 365. I got a or a, maybe a Glock or, 43. Yeah. They're they're pretty good. I sold mine, but I don't it was like a good Glocks. Gun. Every like, Glock you I've had. Got rid of the Glock. Yeah, I sold it. Every, Dude, I'm a I'm a trader, man. Every Gosh. Glock I've had. This doesn't feel good in my hand. It don't fit right. This See, feels, it I feels like I'm holding I'd, a two by four. The Sig, the three sixty five feels but, so good in yes. my hand. Three sixty five feels good. The weird thing about me, 
Every Glock I've ever held feels exactly right. Love it. Really? Like Glock feels so good to me, but I am not as accurate with a Glock as I am with my SIG uh, macro or other stuff that I have. Yeah. I'm getting a 365 once I can. Uh, I got a little stash put away, and I got to make it seem kind of like an accident I actually bought it. Yeah. For my wife's sake. Right. Because my arsenal, she thinks it's a little overdone. Don't think I need another one. Look into the 365X because that one already comes with the laser cut or the for the, the red dot for cut. sights. Get the get the X Here, Here's my my advice as somebody who has owned a 365 XL. Yeah, the XL is a good one. And now I I run a macro right now is what I have. My advice for you being a smaller person, get the 365 XL. Instead of the macro, the macro is the one that holds 17 rounds. The XL has 12 plus one. Get the XL. Like the you're gonna carry the XL. You're gonna end up carrying it every day. When every once in a while with the macro, you're gonna be like, ah, I'm gonna throw it in my bag. I'm not gonna carry it. Yeah. Because it's it's a great gun. You could carry it every day if you wanted to, but it's it's a little bit like it's kind of like the Glock 19. It's like a little bit big enough where you might not carry it every day. Or get the get just the regular three sixty five like Ivan's got. Yeah. Or like this, my, this my wife the carries. X, this is what I was telling him. This one already comes with the with the cutout on the back on the slide to be able to oh, yeah. for the red mount, dot. Uh, yeah. And I tell you the what, the regular three sixty five doesn't. Dot, He'll have to get a new slide a red or dot send it will off change, to get a, a red dot will change your if you're somebody who actually does go and shoot a lot. A red dot changed my whole game. Like it makes you more accurate. It makes you faster. It improves your distance. Like it, it, it's no shit. Red dots yeah. are red dots are good. They're they're. I worth think it. when it comes to handguns too, finding one that fits good in your hand, and like that uh, micro nine, mm-hmm. like it's just like an extension of my finger, like where I pointed it. Shoots. I love it. Like I, I loved mine. I love that micro nine. It's so fancy though. I almost Damn hate carrying holiday. it in the. Uh, huh? Do you hear him? Yeah. Like an extension of my hand where I point it, it shoots. It does. That thing, like uh I got that SIG 320 mm-hmm. Yeah, the one I saw. That uh micro nine, even though it's smaller, you shoot uh, better with it. Shoot ten times better. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Because like, that th- that 320, I was really, really yeah. accurate with it. And it's weird. And like that HK, I sh- that thing was like even though it was kind of big and bulky. Like extension of my hand. I, I think. mean, I missed that one. You, know, you that's got one rid of, of it again. I yeah, I uh, sold it again. That's a nice gun. When Dude, he, I'm a trader. You like, got problems. When he, I know. When I he traded me that gun, like what first four rounds, I knocked down I, some wooden I, blocks. I never and he was trade like, with him. I didn't even shoot that gun. Yeah. I'll never trade with Sam again. Why not? Really? Because he's you've been exposed by your brother by your own blood. The about the AR I sold you. Yes. It's not that bad. Like, it's not good. What's it's wrong? not a good what, AR. What kind of AR are you got? But it's not a terrible AR. I traded him a Glock 43 for, what was it, 400 and bucks some, and, yeah, and some, a Palmetto. What is it? Palmetto. It's a and Palmetto a, lower, and it's a 223 Wild Bear Creek Arsenal upper. And Bear yeah. Creek Arsenals are not good. Yeah. But Palmettos are... Palmettos are good. See, people he's, people he's talk big on crap palmetto. on palmettos. They he, stop whoa, whoa, whoa. It. Stop he, it. he got a he got a gun from Palmetto 
that the barrel, he went to shoot it in his keyhole and he couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. They didn't even go through the trouble of rifling the barrel. No, the rifle did not. But you know what they did? I sent it back to him. In a week, they have me. If, if they have me can, right back. Still, if you can right, miss rifling the barrel, I ain't, I lost Paul Meadow then. I've got a Ruger five five six. Suckers never missed a beat, and which I I reload for it. But I'm good out to like four fifty with an AR, which is yeah, that's very good. That's good. Yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind eight inch target. What, what Palmetto is trying to accomplish. Palmetto's mission is to arm as many American as they possibly can before the government passes. Another one that's really ban. good that uh, I was yelling at y'all's podcast the other day when you was talking about ARs and stuff, but Diamondbacks. I uh, have been through gross. three three Diamondbacks. Never had an issue. The upper lowers are tight. Yeah. You know Shoot what? great. See, because I was asking You're them, gonna bring asked your, them the question you, about a Diamondback. Do you still have one? I do not have one. My brother has one still. Okay. Well, and do you Matt, have an AR right now? You have yes, okay. that Ruger. I kept I was about it. to say if you still had a Diamondback, that's what you have to bring to the next shoot, which we're having in the June. Yeah. Did Did Hunter text you? Yeah. Yeah. When? The seventeenth. I don't know if I'm ready for that. You Seven are five. ready for that. Everybody's ready. Put it down. Well, the I next shoot. If I work at but that. you don't have a. Eh, Some of us have to work on. You're weekends. sick. Just tell them you're sick. Tell him you got the flu. June seventeenth. I'll come out for sure, but I don't know if I'm ready. No, to you're gonna shoot. That you can. There's why, gonna be plenty of people. Why don't you We're gonna do bring it in Jacob Bridwell, dude? Jacob Bridwell's gonna be out there, and he he can't. Why don't shoot you guys do it like three o'clock in the afternoon? Because it takes like it'll take from what did, what time did he say nine? I, he didn't give me a time yet. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet we start at nine, but it'll take like it'll take until three, four, five o'clock. So if I show up at three o'clock, I'd still get in. No. It's like a it's a competition. It it take like even with just six of us to shoot five stages took us until like one in the afternoon. Like it takes some time to run each person through there safely. Nine to one, what is that? Four hours? Yeah. But there's gonna be twice as there's gonna be twice as many. And we cook hot dogs and hamburgers. Do you not like to wake up and early? Party. You're a you're a pumper. Don't you yes. wake up early all the time? But he's yeah, got to work leave that the house. weekend, right? Yeah, I have to work. You have to work. But if I leave the house at six o'clock, yeah. I'll be you, back by. We. It's not like we're gonna be like, no, you can't shoot. Like you could still come shoot. We're just I'm just, just saying. It. You're just not gonna be like on the podium. At I'm the excited. The that day. sounds like a good hangout there. Dude, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, June seventeenth. Inquire like if you if you want if you're somebody who's listening and you want in to the second annual No Man's Land Carbine Invitational, hit me up on the internet and I will decide if if you can come or not because <laughs> we don't have insurance yet so I have to really trust people because I think we're holding it out at my place I think we're gonna go down on the creek and we're gonna have kind of like a I don't know in the in Vietnam in the jungle type shoot there you go down on my creek that'd be fun. I like it. I'm excited. The only thing there's a Are you gonna bring the Bear Creek Arsenal? It's gonna run like a dream. It's gonna run like a dream. I'm gonna get a drink. You guys talk. Okay. Bring the tequila. Okay. Tequila it is. Well, Cody, tell me about this Estrada Well service. Is this uh Trevor? No, it's not Trevor. They are no relation, apparently. Oh really? Uh, There's like I don't know. 
was talking to this guy that has the Strata well service. They're a Who, swab rig we use. You're with Mewborn, right? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but uh, I was asking them if, you know, they related the Stratas here, and they was like, no, never heard of them. And then he was telling me that there's uh, about five other Estrada families down there in Perryton. Yeah. No relation. Really? Yeah. So I don't, maybe is this a name everyone picked up? I don't know, but. It's, it's a common name. There was, uh, there used to be another family here, and I don't know if they were relations to the ones that we know here, but uh, they moved into the Cimarron area, I think. They went up into Kansas. Mm. But they lived right up the alley from us whenever we were young. I remember we used to always go gotcha. play with them and stuff. But uh, they do contract pumping, what they do? Estradas? Yeah. No, they're uh, swab rigs. Oh, uh, swab rigs? Yeah, swab. Yeah. So, wireline. Yeah. But uh, if you need a good wireline service, they're... I don't. I, I got out of the oil field business, man. <laughs> 2016, when I once I bought that truck, we've been uh, we've been moving hogs ever since, and yeah. don't plan on stopping anytime soon. It's yeah. been good to us. Right now would not be the time to go back in the oil field. I was going to ask that. How is the state of kind of like uh, how much production? Like I guess oh. production is more producing, but like uh, how many? T- Rastabouts, how much? How much are you guys having them out? Laying compressed. I remember we stayed busy with uh, with Bob Mossberg for a long time, uh, yeah. setting and tying in compressors for him. Uh, we still keep. Oh, with Bob, he probably keeps a crew busy, one crew busy all week. Uh, a few of the others, uh, foreman, which. We have like six foremen now. We uh, yeah. Muburn really, really grew in the last ten years. They're now the largest private uh, owned company in the United States, and the most active. We was the most, or still are the most active in the Texas Panhandle. But we just laid our Perryton drilling rig down. Yeah. But uh, Woodward's still drilling like crazy, and uh, but we. A lot of that other stuff, the uh, the government's really putting a pinch on us, and we're keeping roustabouts busy, uh, trying to stay up to code now. Trying to stay up to code? Which way? Like, what are you uh, guys having to do? Uh, uh, containment? Is it more on the uh, containing safety? Gas. No, just containing gas. Containing gas. You, we, you're, uh, to do that our tanks. <laughs> our tanks cannot leak at all. We're company wide. Like, we are uh, capturing like 99% of our gas company-wide, and this is even off the tanks, everything. We're having to set flares, and uh, our new wells actually have a compressor set that's actually pulling off the tanks to catch the vapors. And our tanks have to hold so many PSI on the lids, Mm -hmm. and if it gets past that, it goes to a flare. But we're having to capture... We've uh, just promoted a guy. They run around with these fancy cameras. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if you're sitting on top of the uh, catwalk and you fart, you could cause that well to fail that test. Really? Yeah. Like, they'll pick it up. We'll have uh, connections at, like, Hammer Union or even Threads. Yeah. That you can sit there and look at it, put your ear to it, smell it, spray water on it, can't see a bubble. That camera will pick up the vapors leaving, and they'll have to fix it. It has got tight. So what are they having to redesign like hammer units now with like a rubber gasket or something? No, or what are they having to do? I, as long as you get them tight for the most part, they're good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that 
like in the threads, we'll have to take it apart, put more Teflon on it, tighten it, bury them threads. Like every Teflon on hammer unions? Uh, no. Uh, they'll put pipe dope on them, but normally get those tight enough, they won't leak. Okay. But just like the threads and then your tank lids and... So the, the camera, it's not even like a sniffer. Like back no, in the day, a, that was the big thing. Like yeah. you'd run a sniffer. For some reason, like infrared's coming up in my mind, but I don't think it's infrared, but it takes forever to like warm up and it's kind of black and white, but it'll show them vapors off. And But they've really cracked down on us here in the last couple of years. Uh, is it OSHA coming out to do all this stuff or who's the one, uh, uh. the governing body on it? Or is it just company... Uh, Internal in the company trying to no, it's it. it's a government deal. Really? Uh, yeah, it's not OSHA. It's with all this whole greenhouse environmental yeah, greenhouse stuff. Greenhouse gases, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, My heart around that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. I'm not real sure what part of the government's doing it, but it has to do with the whole basically oil field bad trying to make it tough on everyone because it's adding a lot more expense. To right, they're production. trying to push everybody to... They're trying to make it as hard as possible for the oil field companies to... Yeah. I mean, like, uh, well, you roused about it, so you know, like a gas unit? Yeah. Uh, the pneumatic dumps? Yeah. Net those, hell no, those bad. Really? No more pneumatic dumps anywhere. Uh, a tank valve on a ta- on a wellhead? Uh-huh. Or blow it to the new big no-no. Like and, pop-offs, uh, the the whole... Uh, pop-offs, but uh, those are okay. But if something like bad happens there, we have to report it. I'm pretty sure there for a while was having to keep track of like what a gas we would admit, like if we had to blow into a tank or pneumatic dump or something. Mm-hmm. And I think they paid a tax on it is how they'd done that. Really? Yeah. Does anybody know what's going on with the flares over here? They're... Picking the pipeline, from what yeah. I understand. The beacons of Gondor. Is that not cool? Yeah. I think we need to go out there with the, while well, they're still they're still going, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Sauron is invading. We should there. go out there and like film at night. That'd be a cool in the morning. Yeah, yeah sometimes that would be, be a one cool of those things. Still for my for my book trailer. <coughs> so I don't know how we explain it. The farms that we load at, they're right over there by Florence, and I'll drive out there in the mornings. My driver's been out there, and I'll drive, man, and I just pull up to those things. It, it was amazing. Whenever it was just one, I pulled over, and it's like you could hear so much pressure, and then out of nowhere, the next week, there was two of them. And you can still, you'll pull up, dude, you'll be about a half mile away from them, and they are just blowing dude like yeah. it's crazy if the wind's just right i hear it at my house yeah yeah I can hear it, it seems like the further away because out here uh the our shop south of town there's a perfect view of them from over there like you can see the f- full flame everything it looks beautiful at night and you can hear it like the other morning i was sitting there it was like five in the morning yeah, yeah i can I hear, hear it at my house i could hear like a rumble and i was like what in the hell is there an airplane flying like this low to the ground, but yeah, that that's been a trip. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, we we're talking about the state of the oil field right now. I'm not in the oil field anymore. Yeah, you. I'm not. out. I'm outy. Or you guys somewhat are. You guys, you guys do, doing do you guys that guys whole do methane gas deal? Yeah, uh, RNG reclaimed natural gas, but it's like at uh, like pig farms and stuff. So they like cover the cover the pig. 
the pig lagoons are, with all the shit, and they capture the the gas that comes out, and they run into a pipeline. That's pretty cool. Y'all are selling pig farts to California. Uh, we're building. We're building the the means to sell pig farts. The infrastructure. We're building the infrastructure to it, s- it to does, sell pig shit to California. It does blow my mind that they'd rather burn pig farts over there than natural gas. It's a, that it's is. a big money thing. Good good for Very them, funny. retards. I mean, hmm? it's good for us. Yeah, it is. It's good for me. That's Don't where, my, me that's where my job comes from. I mean, that's a big part. A yeah. big part of our business right now is the RNG projects. Just think how much more money y'all could be making if uh, I think we're y'all about weren't to, selling pig farts. I think we're about to. It be, was back in the old field. We're about to be building some more, uh, some data centers for Bitcoin mining. I think that's coming up again. That was kind of an interesting project they built. This big. They're building this big uh, Bitcoin mining facility down in down in Childress, Texas. That's kind of cool. Giant buildings where they just have a whole bunch of computers and they mine Bitcoin. Hmm. Do you think that Bitcoin thing is still going to take off? Uh, maybe for a while. I don't see how it's like in the end. I don't see how it does. I haven't, any I haven't asked my wife, but we kind of invested a little bit. We invested enough that if it took off, we'd be wealthy. good. But if it if it all crashed, then darn, it's not so big a deal. Yeah, it's. Well, the last time shoot. I looked, it was. <laughs> but like, it, it wasn't doing good. It was like sixteen grand per Bitcoin. Yeah. The last time I looked, I think that's. I don't think very good. I, I don't know. I I know that like uh, depends whenever over, you bought into it because I bought a little bit, but I jumped more on the Ethereum train. Mm-hmm. I think I've got maybe a couple hundred, like maybe two, three hundred dollars on it. I never, because I'm kind of a student of Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And he's, there's no value in it for him. Yeah. Like, right now, it's one of those fads that, like, yeah, you could, but be be ready. To, like, if you, if it happens for you, get out of it. Yeah. Once it goes high, get out of it. Turn yeah. it into. Don't get greedy. Don't get greedy. Yeah. And jump off. Yeah. Once you've and doubled it. That was kind of our plan was. Just not get greedy, and if it took off, cool. but if I, it I think I think it's a fad. Yeah. I, think, I think it's a fad. There's no one. There's no inherent value. It's like at the end of the day, like they say, if sh- shit hits the fan, what you need is guns, bullets, and water. Yeah, to survive. I and like, and then, then you we, think we go that far though? I will tell you though. You think it's the way that the, the way you're painting the future? Yes. Well. You're not I don't think. To I, I don't to me. think the world's been ending for the last since what was it? Two, Y2K. Oh, it's been ending well before that. Even before I mean, that, our parents ends, used to do nuclear over and over nuclear and over bomb over drills again. in school. Have this cartoons all, with the turtle that hit all, under the desk. This right. is all cyclical. It comes and goes, man. Yeah. But I do. But we I, are at a place where we've built ourselves up very, very high. So I feel but like the if, collapse. I think we're on a downturn, but I think if we start pushing the message, the right people, and just everybody, we got to start having these conversations. Then from there, this conversation that we had, it has to extend to you and your family at your own kitchen table. Mm-hmm. It all starts. I think this problem, a lot of the problems that we can, that are going on right now, can get solved at the kitchen table. But it's gonna stay. It's gonna take strong men. It's gonna take men of faith and men of purpose. It'll also take people with morals and a good head on their shoulders. 
Yes. Because you say that, and there's also the exact people that are causing a lot of these problems trying to fix their kids at the kitchen table is where, you know, you get the kids thinking they're trans and stuff is their parents pushing it mm-hmm. yeah. on a lot of them. Yeah. So the whole kitchen table thing, it's still a little iffy. It's both sides of it. Like the same people, like all the stuff we're talking about, there's people of, on the other side doing the exact opposite, yeah. the, one, which is why I think we're at this point. One where thing you, that could solve a lot though, bullying. If bring back <laughs> bullying. No, I, I don't people think... People uh, thought twice before they said their opinion or did something really stupid if there's consequence to it. Yeah. But what, now... Yeah. Like, I, you never would have seen a kid when we were in school come to school dressed in a skirt. No. Like that... Dylan like, would have hung him up in the bathroom we, right we had beside some, Jacob. We had a couple gay kids, but we... Like, nobody came to school dressed like a girl. Like Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase this in a better... Or not bullying, but... There needs to be more clarity, not so much confusion. Direct messaging. It's like, hey, like you're saying, you showed you're up. You're not to, a hey, girl. You're not a girl. Yeah. There's yeah. two genders. There's males and there's females. But if you could tell, but you can't tell them that without it being considered bullying. Yeah. You get sued. For but that that's kind not of thing bullying nowadays. to me. That's not bullying. Yeah, but if you did that to today, them, it is. That's their no, it truth. is not. You would it's get not. Out of school. It's not. That's their truth, it's man. It's truth. That's what I told you. No, no, no. There That's needs to their be, truth. There's things that are truths, and there's things that are beliefs. I can believe that I'm the world's greatest cowboy. Fuck <laughs> History shows that I'm not. <laughs> History and medical records show that I am not. <laughs> I think it could be if you really put your mind to it. Oh, but I'm you sure, couldn't sure. lactate. You couldn't have a child. You can't be a girl. No, you know? I can't. No. But there are people who fervently believe that they can. And the fact that you tell them they can't don't mean nothing to them because it's their truth. But I will tell them. I will tell them too. That's why direct. But what I'm saying is we're in a, we're in a culture there's no, where there's no... You, you can't change their minds at this point though, man. Yes, we are. Okay, let them be. They're still the minority. Are they? For now? Yeah, maybe. they are. Are the people who think that men beca- can become women, are they still the minority? They are. I just think a lot of people, we live in this social media age where everybody thinks like we're pushing anything that you push, it has to be for likes. Yeah. Like Maybe hope- now. Do you think that's going to be the same thing in 10 years? If we All keep, these little high school kids are convinced that they can be girls. As long but as we keep... I'd seen a deal the other day that showed, though, I think it's making a turn back the other way because this next generation coming up, the, the few intelligent ones are really coming out and being like, man, a lot of this stuff I is like a bunch Cody. of We bullshit. need to have him more on. As someone who taught Every time that I do one with, with him and Ben, oh, there you are. No, run for the hills. Everything's... Hey, I'm not I, running I like for Cody. I, I yell at Cody the podcast is, while Cody, I'm out by myself. I do feel like <laughs> this, is, this is a little more two-on-one. But as somebody who did teach these kids, I can tell you right now, you're right. There are the smart ones yeah. are not on that train. Hey, my family, but they're we way ra- outnumbered. Hey, but even the See, dumb ones. Our, our family's raising some of the Ivan, good ones, right? Yes, Ivan. Ask your nieces and nephews what the, let's say, the percentages of the smart ones versus the, the. Dum dums are yeah. because the percentage is different than when we were in school. 
Yeah, like, but also, though, going to the uh, outlook on, like, what we're talking about, like, someone thinking they're a girl, even the... Uh, Just take a snort of it. And get you some. That's pretty good. That's good stuff. But uh, even if they were a bad student. Thank you, George Strait. Because along with Ivan, I wasn't the greatest student. I did enough to make myself, which I came out towards the top of my class, but I didn't do nothing extra. No, but what you guys don't understand but, is based upon my experience with public schools, you guys would have been in the top 20% of the class. I was in the top 20% of my class. Anyway. No, 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 I just mean intellectually. I, I wasn't. No, I probably wasn't in the top 20. I had a bunch of smart people in my What class. I'm saying is, you guys in I, high I think school, now you I guys am, but as, back then, no. <laughs> as you were back then, is what I'm saying. As you both were back then, because I remember, I don't remember you because you were younger than me, but as I remember Ivan. I remembered you. You we, played baseball with me. Yeah, but I wasn't in your classes with you. No, you I didn't know what your cognitive ability was. You were you, pretty you funny. Remember, we did have fun in baseball. Yeah. Sam, do you remember the night before uh, graduation? Graduation, me and you stayed up. Yeah, and we me and you stayed up to the end of the... We stayed up all night long. And we talked about everything. The Obama. That's I think that's we the talked first, about Obama. That, that's the first politics one that yeah. we had the conversation the first, that we ever had. The first podcast that we ever did was back in 2007, and it was not aired. It was me and Ivan did talking you like about Obama. Ivan and did. Ivan was a tentative fan of Obama. He so was. And I spent I was. The, I spent the night trying to tell him why that was a poor idea. Right? Is that yes. how it went? Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing that came out of Obama is the division of the country and then Obamacare. Yes. Because I think that one that a was a lot terrible. of people our age don't remember that because they were still on their parents' insurance back then. I remember it very clearly because my parents' insurance would not cover me rodeoing. So I had to have my own insurance. I had a very good health insurance policy. I paid 100 bucks a month for it. Today, that insurance policy probably cost you at least a grand. Yeah, after the Obama deal. Yes. I think my out-of-pocket expense on that was like $1,000. Damn. Yeah. Let me tell I could you, spend my little... a year in a hospital and be able to afford it. So in 2016, whenever I started, I bought a truck, got into trucking and all that. I went two years, was it? And I knew I needed to have some type of insurance, but I didn't know the details about what kind of policy this, this, and that, or whatever. Anyways, I call some marketplace. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm not through a company anymore. I don't know. Nobody's figuring that out for me now. So I make a phone call. Hey, you guys selling health insurance? Okay, yes. Uh, you didn't sh- You didn't sign up during the open enrollment, so all we can do is short-term uh, plans and it just renews every three months. You're deductible. So if anything happened within those three months, that's the time period that you have to renew or you're deductible. Anyways, so I'm paying it's a couple hundred dollars a year or a month, and I'm going through it. So I had insurance, and I had coverage the whole year. I thought I was abiding by the rules. No. Come tax time, turns out I wound up having to pay, like, $4,000 at the end of the year because I got fined. Not only did I have to pay the penalty, but because I made so much more over the set limit, what I think was like seventy-five grand, 
because I made more than that, they started charging me. The penalty was based on a percentage instead of like the set fee for not having insurance for the year because I didn't have a major medical policy. And I went, I think, through two years like that, that I wound up having to pay like three or four grand because I wasn't paying attention to that because, of course, our education system doesn't teach none of that garbage, what they should be teaching. Man, we're just lucky he didn't get the cap and trade thing passed where everybody would have went out of business running cattle. Because that was the other thing he tried to do but did not get passed. You remember that? Yeah. Would have been a would have been a $55 per head tax on beef cattle. See, those are things And a that, $90 per head tax on dairy cattle. It would have put everybody really. out of business. Obama tried that just last year. Obama or, or Biden? not Obama Biden. Biden. Same guy. Yeah, dude, they're Same still guy running it. They're still pushing the <laughs> cap and trade thing, and eventually, if they stay in power, they will get the cap and. This is what a lot of people on our side don't understand. Like, eventually, that side is going to pass cap and trade. The one thing, and they're going to pass an assault weapons ban, and it's going to happen eventually. When they pass that cap and trade, do you think it will offset the welfare farmer rancher? I think it'll cause, like, an actual shooting war, to be honest. No, but there's enough government assistance out there that people are taking advantage of. Do you think that pays more than $50 a head? Do you think it'll offset it? Because they are here in the last few years, I've really noticed, really pushing all these subsidies. Yeah. They've got kind of out of hand, in my opinion, but. Probably it probably mm-hmm. it it puts it put all the small operations out of big business and leave the big operations because that's what they want to do, like that's the what everybody like I don't think people understand and this is me going down the rabbit hole like their plan is to shut down all the small operations and leave the bigger operations because they're not trying to destroy the rich. They're not trying to destroy the higher class. They're trying to destroy the middle class. Because if they destroy the middle class, then they can get that, you know, workers' revolution Marxist bullshit they want. That's that's what they're after. They are they are at war with the middle class of America because the middle class of America is the last thing that is standing in the way of the globalist agenda. Yeah. Ominous. Is that where we want to leave it? You want to we'll leave it with the Alex Jones thing? They're turning the frogs gay. <laughs> but they are slowly making everything dependent on the big guy. I mean, that you is work, you that's work in exactly the big what I was saying. They are, they are pushing on dependency. They are trained. Their message is, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We know better. We're in government. We can fix your guys' problems. Well, just the hog deal all around. The, They're demons. The they are government re- regulations demons. have turned the even the hog deal. You can't sell market hogs anymore. Like if you just raise them in your backyard in pens, you can't hardly sell market hogs unless you sell it to Sam. Sell them a pig. Haul it to the butcher. Yeah, for butcher it yourself. That's about all you can do. The only guys that able what to survive now you? is the big guys. And that's going to be one of the skills that we need to. Brush hey, up on. Yeah. Butcher my my in-laws do that, and I had to load a pig to take to 
to get processed a while back, and I don't like pigs. We are going to process demons. it. We're going to process it. Well, why don't we just do a? But why don't we just do a yearling? But but we just pigs is pigs. pretty easy. Yeah, but and it's cheap. If you want to learn, and it's we'll cheap. do a pig, and it's cheap. It's easy. Uh, like okay, what? A, let's do it. All right, let's do it. And we're you gonna know talk, what? Once we turn That's the video, we'll, we are going to murder a pig. We cut it up. And we're gonna keep all the bacon. come around July August whenever we're gonna start integrating. We're gonna put it on the video, and you guys video. all get to see it. We're gonna. I get to kill the pig though, and I want to do, do it. July August. I have a broadsword. If we do sword, it in the fall, no, we, we, no, we need to it. do it whenever it starts getting cold. I'm gonna kill the pig with so a sword. Many flies. If okay. if we can do it when it's cool, we can do all the preservative or a tomahawk. I have a tomahawk and I have a sword. We should probably do it around November. I'm gonna kill the pig with either the tomahawk or the sword. Vote now online to decide which one. All right, we need to wrap it up. What's I wrong feel with like three sixty-five. We're at like no. I want to kill it with a with a sword. Yeah, or a tomahawk. Okay, so all right, we're at one of our. We're at over two we hours. We need to we, we need to wrap a, this up. We need to put a bullet in their head. Nope, sword or, tomahawk. I don't know if this is an ancient tale that they used to use in Mexico, but you go for the heart, and supposedly you could find the pig's heart wherever it is. You fold their leg up. To their, like, I'm gonna choke it to death, like right that there. guy with the mouth. Then, wherever its hoof is, right there, I'm just gonna get where it. You give them. I'm just gonna choke it out. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Okay, go to sleep. All right, we're gonna catch you guys next time. We're gonna play the music out. I'm not really gonna choke the pig to death. You're gonna choke something. I'm gonna, Might I'm gonna use chicken. the sword. I think the sword, I feel like I need to use my sword to kill a pig. You're gonna have to have blood on your hands yeah if we put that online gonna, though like we'll be sued if we do that so it, it, we, it doesn't surprise me we're not we're not going to kill the pig with a sword we're gonna do it humanely and it's not gonna it's gonna be all very humane and not with a none of it's gonna go to waste no and it's gonna be humane pickle pig's sword, feet for sure for legal reasons goodbye goodbye